This is Tom Fox. I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series, Ulysses at 100, Lessons for the 21st Century Compliance Professional from one of the greatest books of the 20th century. Matt Kelly once challenged me to write a blog post for Bloomsday. He was well aware of my great love for James Joyce's magnum opus, so I accepted the challenge. This year is the 100th anniversary of the publication of Ulysses. To celebrate this event, Joyce and Compliance, I've decided to do a five-part podcast series on Ulysses. Over this podcast series, I will highlight some of the book and commentary that tie Joyce, Dublin, Leopold Bloom, and his wife Molly together with Stephen Dadalus and what they can teach the modern compliance profession. I hope you'll join me in this short celebration and trip through Dublin, 1904, in this 100th anniversary of Bloomsday. Today we take up Stephen Dedalus and Ethics in Compliance. For my selection regarding Stephen Dedalus, we will look to chapter 20, Emmaus. And this chapter takes its name from the old swineherd in Homer's epic who receives Ulysses after he reaches Ithaca. Even though the swineherd takes him for a stranger because he begins, or pretends rather, to be one, Emmaus treats him hospitably and sincerely, um, and he does express a desire for Ulysses' return. In this chapter, Ulysses and Telemachus are reunited in a joyful manner. Emmaus appears to be the keeper of the cabman shelter where Bloom and Stephen, uh, the subject of today's podcast, go to talk and refresh themselves after Bloom gets Stephen out of the red light district of Dublin. In what has been called a style of exhaustion, language clotted with newspaper cliches, the chapter explores the theme of return. A sailor named Murphy, a would-be modern-day Ulysses, says he's heading home to his wife, and Bloom muses on the fantasy that a long-dead Parnell, uh, Stuart Parnell, might make a miraculous return. Stephen and Bloom achieve a fleeting moment of real communication, but unfortunately continue to stumble into misunderstandings. Uh, So as the chapter begins, a half-conscious Stephen uh, is picked up by Bloom and gets him out of the red light district, and they go to a cabin shelter where they sit down and talk. Because they're exhausted, the chapter is written in a style of exhaustion that recycles, as I said, cliches. The familiar language um, is uh, really in the grooves of newspaper style from that time. By showing that newspapers are often unreliable and woefully incomplete, this chapter helps us anew see why Stephen feels uh, completely compelled, rather, to reject journalism in favor of literature. That's one of the themes of Ulysses. Of course, Stephen Dedalus first appeared in Portrait of a Young Artist, and what he really wants to be is a novelist, not a uh, journalist as Bloom wants him to be. Bloom sees journalism as something with more uh, steady income. So that is one of the key themes throughout the book, and most particularly in this chapter. Bloom advises Stephen to write for newspapers, um, and Miles Crawford, the newspaper editor, is eager to give Stephen a job. 
but it's not what Stephen wants to do. Um, so as uh, Blue and Stephen talk, the uh, cabman serves them coffee and some food to uh, help sober them up. Uh, Bloom observes that Stephen has been um, victimized by desertion, just as Parnell was politically usurped by his own party who deserted and betrayed him, of course, leading to the, the disastrous situation of the Irish Civil War some 30 years uh, after uh, Parnell had uh, come very close to home rule. And that's an, another one of the themes in this chapter is uh, Parnell, home rule, the politics of Ireland uh, in the early 1920s, although once again, Bloom's Day is uh, June 16, 1904. So I found that really interesting that the spirit of Parnell was still in, in impact in place it's something that was vibrantly thought of to the point where Joyce continually references this uh, throughout the book. And if you're a student of Irish history, you certainly know uh, the disaster that befell Ireland because of uh, Parnell falling due to his affair with uh, Katie O'Shea and uh, home rule not being passed till 1914 and then suspended because of World War One. The conversation continues with uh, really uh, a clearly of a scene between Ulysses and Tomelicus, uh, and that's Stephen and Bloom. At the beginning of the chapter, um, or rather as, as uh, Bloom takes care of Stephen, um, Stephen thanks him, and as the a conversation continues. It's not that it becomes more disjointed, but clearly there's some misunderstandings going on. So, for instance, um, Bloom is a lover of food, but he's stunned to find out Stephen has not had dinner for 24 hours. Um, Stephen asks Bloom to seek Boylan's help. Boylan, who is having, of course, having an affair with Molly Bloom, Stephen's wife. Stephen um, or Blue misunderstands Stephen's word, uh, simple as he applies it to the soul. And then, in a really interesting uh, passage, uh, Bloom urges Stephen to become a singer uh, rather than a writer. Uh, nevertheless, uh, it's clear by the end of the chapter, the two really are a father and son stand-in, and in a way that I think um, points to Stephen following his passion to be a writer. And I guess that's the, the theme I got out of this, is the ethics of Stephen in following his passion. And obviously one of the themes I've tried to get across in this podcast series is around my passion for compliance and indeed many compliance professionals' passion for compliance. And that leads us to our compliance quote of the day. Our compliance quote of the day comes to us from Lisa Fine. Quote, I am passionate about compliance because I think compliance provides guidance on how to make ethical decisions and do the right things. It helps us understand and think about the gray areas and helps organizations to become better corporate citizens. And that really seems to me to be one of the key themes for Stephen Dedalus in 
this book as a way to become a better citizen, not simply of Dublin and not simply of Ireland, but really the world. And by following his passion, he is able, I think, to engage in that. And most of the listeners to this podcast and indeed compliance professionals, I feel like, are passionate about uh, compliance. Uh, But what Lisa, and the reason I, I wanted to use Lisa's quote was she focused on the ethics. And uh, compliance and ethics are sometimes put together. They used to be a little more ubiquitous, and now uh, I think the ethics part is either dropped from compliance or separated out from compliance, and that's a part of your job as a compliance professional. The Department of Justice has said that the compliance professional is the bearer and keeper of institutional justice and institutional fairness within an organization. And you as a compliance professional are a part of that. So that to me is uh, directly within the ambit of ethics with the Department of Justice now reviewing corporate culture. I think they're going to be looking to see if institutional justice and institutional fairness exist in an organization. And that's going to be your role as a compliance professional. I love the way Lisa, uh, spoke about being good corporate citizens and really help helping make the corporate world a better place, obviously echoing Christy Grant Hart as well. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ulysses at 100, Lessons for the Compliance Professional. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode in this series. But more importantly, I hope you will take a look at James Joyce's work, Ulysses. If you happen to be a Ulysses lover like I am, uh, I wish you would post a comment in uh, either iTunes or on uh, a Compliance Podcast Network or Megaphone or wherever you listen to this, or contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I'd like to explore your love of Ulysses and perhaps have you on a podcast to talk about what it means to you. We're going to be taking a look at this from compliance and leadership angles. So I hope you will join me for another episode of Ulysses at 100.